Hello, 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 and cha-cha-cha. Hi, friends. This is the Aspie Files, and this is your host, Alex Townsend, coming to you from our studios here in Southwest Florida. And you're probably listening to this episode going, whoa, Alex sounds great. Not that that you didn't sound great before, Alex, but what happened to your voice? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Um, Jennifer and I have been running some errands over the past couple of days, and... This was my favorite one that we did. Um, I told Jennifer that um, I was going to be on a podcast uh, hosted by my friend DeAndre, who is a huge, huge fan of the Aspie Files. And he was very excited when he saw uh, the new segment that aired um, on NBC2 not that long ago with my friend Sean. And uh, his podcast, by the way, is called The 1130 Podcast. And DeAndre is very talented, good to talk to, down to earth, funny. And so he said to me, well, Alex, I'd love to have you on the show, but we got to get you a microphone um, so we can talk to each other. And I thought to myself, well, you know what? Since the audience of our podcast has been growing a lot in the last, you know, couple few months, let's say few months, and especially since uh, the new segment aired, maybe it would be a good idea to improve the audio quality of this. I mean, not to say that our iPhone and iPad weren't effective, but... Yeah, let's, maybe it's time to set up the game a little bit. That'd be nice. Plus, the great thing with this um, Samsung microphone is it's a stick, so I can pull it off and plug it in and talk to you guys and, you know, talk to you like I'm giving a speech or like I'm Bob Barker or Bob Eubanks, you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Newlywed Game. Uh, Bob Barker, you know, here's the first item up for bids on The Price is Right. <laughs> I will say this, though. Bob's mic was... Uh, a lot skinnier and a lot longer, uh, as was Gene Rayburn's, as was Monty Hall's on Let's Make a Deal. Gene Rayburn on, on Match Game, of course. <laughs> and now, here's the star of Match Game 75, Gene Rayburn. It's the voice of Johnny Olsen, one of the greatest announcers of all time. May he rest in peace. He also worked with Barker from uh, 72 to 85. But, any event, um... So Jennifer and I went to Best Buy today, and we're looking at microphones. By the way, we talked to two staffers. First person didn't know what we were talking about at all. It was like we were speaking Greek to her. And it's almost further proofs like some people shouldn't be in the service industry. Just please, some of you shouldn't be, okay? The other person, thankfully, smart guy and good to talk to, and he knew exactly what we were talking about. And he led us to two different aisles that sold microphones. But I love this one because, again, it's a stick microphone. And it's got a podcast stand. So if I want to sit down and talk to you, I can adjust the microphone onto the stand. If I want to stand up and talk to you, I can do so. Because sometimes I'm one of those people I like to walk around and talk. Whether I'm doing my podcast or trying to get thoughts out of my head. It's like, they'll get out there, they'll get out there, get out there. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> but in any event, um, I'm very, very happy that I got that. I also got a thermos too, which I was really looking forward to because I gave Jen um, the thermos that I have for her when she goes um, to her job. And so this, now that I gave her my th- thermos, she gave me one as well, along with this microphone. And it's just the best birthday present in the world. Thank you so much, baby. And I love you so much, and you are the greatest thing that's happened in my life, and you're funny, and you're beautiful, and you're sweet, and you always inspire me, and I'm going to say this to all the 
fellas that are listening, and I know a, a lot of the people that listen are men, so fellas, pay attention. Tell your girl you love them every single day. Show your love, even if it's making dinner like I did tonight with Jen, and, you know, even if it's, you know, progresso soup and garlic bread. Oh, I made that work well, let me tell you. Oh, that was good. Um, But no, we've... um. We've been busy with a lot of stuff between that and also, I'll make this other big announcement, we're moving into a new house very soon. We found a house um, about 20 minutes away from here, and it's in a gated community. It's a three-bedroom house. It's got a sh- it's got two baths, and the master bathroom, which is in the master bedroom, we each have our own sink. No more sharing, and I went, yes. I know Jennifer did the same thing, too. She didn't want me to say it like that. See her go, yes, yes, yes. So, but um, no, no, it was um, it was very sweet to get that. Um, it's got a pool on, on the property, um, in our house, I should say. And the gated community also has tennis, golf, a dog park for Chestnut so she can make some new friends, a lounge, and a gym. And I went, this is perfect because... <laughs> Yeah, I, I got to get back to the gym. I got to start working out again. But it's up. Uh, and I know for a lot of us during this crazy year that we've gone through, we've gone through the COVID-20 as well, you know, but um, gaining 15, 20 pounds. But there's a lot of positive that's going on. You know, I I don't live in that doom and gloom, to quote the Rolling Stones. Um, and even in that song, they're rejecting that form of you know, behavior that they're seeing out there. Jennifer and I don't embrace that. We embrace life. We embrace happiness and love and optimism. And we find little things that make us happy like that. You know, again, whether it's having a meal together while watching Wheel in Jeopardy. By the way, may I say, Katie Cork is doing a fantastic job hosting. She's only doing it for two nights, but boy, she's doing a great job. She really is. Um, Very down to earth, very much made it about the contestants let them beat the stars she's very witty in her own right i even got the final jeopardy clue on her first night there about one of my favorite novels in the world the war of the worlds um by hg wells one of the greatest novels ever written i did a book review on that in the eighth grade for my school paper um my teach my editor bonnie truitt who was also my math teacher uh let me write book reviews i did a couple and that was the one that i remember the most that was a lot of fun and I think she was very surprised that I recommended a classic and not a more recent book. But, you know, even then I was reading that book and I read The Time Machine. This was Family Robinson. The Adventures of Tom Sawyer I read in the sixth grade in English class. But I've always been, you know, a curious person as everyone who watches Jeopardy is. But, you know, and, and Jennifer is as well in her own right. But, you know. We're all still excited about life, is what I'm trying to say. And we're all going to get through this crazy, crazy period that we're getting through. Okay? So let's choose hope. Let's choose love. Let's choose optimism. Let's forgive a little bit when we need to. But let's get through this together. Let's be a, a we and not a me. Also, um, want to make this announcement that um, Jenny, who was on our podcast not that long ago, she wants to interview me 
for her podcast that we promoted here on the Aspie Files not that long ago. And it's my first time as a guest, so I'm very, very excited to be on that podcast and on DeAndre's podcast. And I'm also going to be uh, speaking to a group here in uh, Cape Coral, Florida, to young people between the ages of 13 and 24 who are on the spectrum for a group called Family Initiative. They um, saw the uh, NBC segment, loved it so much, and they asked if I would like to speak to the kids, and I went, absolutely. I would love to inspire them and give them some hope because I definitely remembered what it was like to be a teenager and in college, and I remember what it was like being in my early 20s, being on the spectrum, and that sense of insecurity and frustration and trying to figure out who you are in the world. Never cynicism, just a little, like, you know, I feel a little awkward, but there at least is a little ray of hope, and I want to give that to these young people that we speak to, and I want to give that on Jenny's podcast and DeAndre's podcast, so... You know, there's a, as I've said, there's a lot to look forward to, and I want to make sure I get that little bit of business out here as we start this episode. I think that's important. And now that we got business out of the way, uh, I want to ask everyone who is listening, how are you? Are you doing well? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of your family? Are you wearing your mask when you go out in public whether it's to work or the grocery store or whatever essential needs you need to take care of are you social distancing are you washing your hands profusely and you're talking to somebody who is OCD as fuck I tell you I am and I've I've met a lot of Aspies in my time and we're pretty obsessive compulsive at times but um are you staying, and this is another big question I'll ask, are you staying home when you're sick? And I know in this, you know, world of, you know, I want to, you know, be able to take care of myself, take care of my family. I'm scared I'm going to lose my job. I'm scared my job won't be there tomorrow. Like, I, okay, I get it. I get it. But believe me, I've had those same fears myself. But having said that, can I just say that if this pandemic has taught me anything, it is that we can no longer as a society be selfish. I've never understood the phrase freedom to be stupid, freedom to be irresponsible. I, I've never understood that. I've heard phrases similar to that in my lifetime. I'm like, really? That doesn't make any sense. And unfortunately, the governors of Texas and Mississippi have demonstrated why they don't deserve to be in office, and they've demonstrated irresponsibility, that they basically care about their the businesses and not the people. We've lost over 500,000 people in this country to COVID-19. And I would think even, you know, the most fiscally conservative governors would try to do the right thing and try to encourage the citizens to be responsible. No. Everything's all about freedom, freedom, freedom. You know, we don't want the businesses to close down. Well, let me ask you this. If your citizens continue to die off like they do, do you even think that businesses are going to survive this? Like, you know, it's like, damn, you know, I, I just... It is frustrating 
and very difficult to comprehend. And as I was reading, doing some research for this episode, I came across an article in the Washington Post, and they interviewed a woman named Carrie Kaizik and her mother, Sandra Breland. And they decided, while they're heading out to lunch on Wednesday, they're not going to wear a mask. And Carrie Kaizik said, if the governor says we don't have to, then I'm not going to. I'm sorry, really? So, do you not understand here? And I'm just, I'm just asking this straight up. Do you not see that the governor doesn't care if you live or die? Like, do you understand that? And they're not the only two states to go forward with this irresponsibility. Iowa's done this. Montana's done this. The great thing is 35 states still make masks mandatory. 35 out of 50. Plus the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. Okay? At least they still believe. Those 35 states and D.C. and Puerto Rico still believe in science. They also, more than more importantly, still believe in people. And I just want to say this to Governor Abbott and to um, Governor Sarah, say his name right again. Um, Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi. I, I just have to remind you of something, gentlemen. Okay? You didn't do anything positive when you rescinded the restrictions. Okay? You didn't do anything positive. You've essentially opened up a gate that should never have been opened. Okay? And you are encouraging people to be selfish. Okay? And I hope that people of both those states and Montana and Iowa do not give in to this irresponsibility. Okay? Now, folks, I know it's frustrating. There are things about COVID that frustrate me. I don't like wearing a mask all the time, yet I still do it because I care about my fellow citizens. And I don't want to get sick. I don't want them to get sick. Okay? That's called caring. That's called compassion. We need more of that in our society. We just do. Okay? And I'll also remind the governors this, and any other governor that has rescinded the restrictions and are not putting in mask mandates. You work for the people. Okay? Not the other way around. And you should care a little more about the people that you are hurting than businesses. Even those that give you money or don't give you money for your re-election. Just so you know, you're not doing anything positive. You're giving people the feeling and illusion of freedom, as George Carlin has talked about. It's the feeling and illusion. That's all it is. Okay? So I'm just going to say this to everyone that's listening, okay? Let's not give in to clowns like this. Let's not give in to people that are selling you false hope and the illusion of freedom, okay? Let's erase, let's erase that. Let's understand that we're still not out of the woods yet. If you can get your vaccinations, please get them. I know for a lot of people, you're already, you can't do it just yet, but if you're able to, go do it. Please wear your mask. Please wash your hands profusely. Please social distance. Please stay at home if you're sick. And, you know, 
If you are, if you do decide to go to a, a coffee shop, again, wear your mask, tip your baristas, okay? And if you do decide to go out to a restaurant, again, social distance, wear your mask, tip your servers, like, do your part, okay? As Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard said in their song, Undivided, you know, let's all just get through this together, as they've talked about in their song. Let's get through this together. Let's unite. Let's not be left or right. Let's not be black or white. Let's just, let's have some hope. Let's have some faith. And I think more than anything, let's be a we instead of a me. Just please don't ask me to sing that song. I tried to sing it today in the car with Jennifer. And, and we were singing along and it sounded great, but I would never attempt to sing that song live with Tim and Tyler because it's a really good song and the last thing I want to do is butcher it. But, you know, that's actually been one of the things that has gotten me through the last year, essentially, of this pandemic we've been going through and all the changes we've been going through has been you know, listening to music, discovering bands that I'd never heard of before, discovering albums I didn't know existed. And I actually came across two albums that I want to recommend to all of you and two radically different genres, two very different artists, but they're both incredibly talented in their own right. And we'll get started uh, on the country side of things because that was the first brand of music that I grew up listening to as a child my father, my grandmother and I think both of them would really really like this album. The album is called Country State of Mind it's by a very talented singer and songwriter named Josh Turner who I discovered in the early 2000s with his um, debut song Long Black Train which came out in May of 2003 beautiful beautiful song that he wrote uh, your man, that's a great song. Would you go with me? Why don't we just dance? Firecracker, time is love. Like one song after the other with this guy. And he is the real deal when it comes to country music. He is authentic and he sings about the real things that we all go through in life love and marriage and heartache and getting through the day to day, you know, your job, your friends, your wife, your kids. And he just, he sings about all these little things that we go through so, so well. And, you know, so this album, um, Country State of Mind, what's great about it is it's a collection of cover tunes. Now, anyone that knows me knows I am a sucker for a great album of cover tunes. If they're interesting songs, and especially if they're songs that I've not heard anyone cover yet, so, um... And the duets on here. I mean, we've got John Anderson on here. He's a great singer-songwriter. Chris Christopherson, Chris Jansen, Allison Moore, Randy Travis, uh, Runaway June, Maddie and Tay. And then we get to the songs. Oh, if we get to the songs, you're definitely going to want to go and listen to this or buy a copy of it on vinyl or CD or however you're going to listen to it. Uh, I'm No Strangers of the Rain. Great song by uh, Keith Whitley, which came out in 1989. Um, Why Me, uh, Chris Christopherson. Which um, was recorded um, in 1972. It's a beautiful song. I first heard it actually by Travis Tritt at George Jones's um, memorial service several years back. Um, 
And I remember hearing it going, wow. Was like my, I had chills down my back when I first heard it. I was like, wow, this is really great. Country State of Mind, which was written by um, Hank Williams, co-written by Hank Williams Jr. Um, Alone and Forsaken, Hank Williams Sr. Absolutely fabulous. Forever and Ever, Amen. And Josh does this with Randy Travis. And hearing the two of them sing together is just beautiful. They've actually jammed together as well. I saw a special they did for CMT years ago. And... And they did Randy stuff. They did Deeper Than the Holler, on the other hand, Digging Up Bones. And then they did Randy stuff. They did, um... Well, then they did Josh's stuff. I'm sorry. They did Josh's stuff. Josh's stuff. They also did King of the Road uh, by Roger Miller, which is a great song. You remember that song? The trailer for sale rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No pool. No phone. No pool. No pets. I ain't got no cigarettes. Again, tough song to sing unless I had those lyrics going across me. Roger Miller, please don't come down from heaven and shoot me, please. <laughs> um, the Night of Montgomery, Alan Jackson. Great song about uh, Alan meeting Alan's encounter with the ghost of Hank Williams Sr., which I think would haunt all of us. Uh, the themes of Dukes of Hazard, um, Good Old Boys by the late great Waylon Jennings. Just the good old boys, never meaning no harm. That's a great song. You Don't Seem to Miss Me, which is written by a very talented singer-songwriter named... Uh, Jim Lauderdale, who's written songs for George Strait, Gary Allen, Elvis Costello, Blake Shelton, Dixie Chicks, Vince Gill, Patty Loveless. I know they're called the Chicks now. I'm, I'm reading it across the line. Um, and um, a, there's another song on there. I'm trying to remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, oh, yeah. The, so the uh, song by Jim Lauderdale, You Don't Seem to Miss Me. I want, I want to make sure I get that right. Um, that song, You Don't Seem to Miss Me, was a duet between George Jones and Patti Loveless, which came out in 1997. And they both won the um, CMA Award, Country Music Association Award, for Musical Event of the Year for that beautiful song. Uh, how it didn't become a number one, I don't know, but it's a really, really great song all the same. Desperately, which is a George Strait um, song. It's like one after the other after the other. I mean, I remember seeing this on a crack at Cracker Row last time I was there with Jennifer, and I said to myself, not yet. I want to hear this. I want to hear this album. I want to be able to talk about it with all of you, and I'm very glad that I'm able to do that. It's a fantastic album. If you like country music, this is definitely the album for you, especially, you know, the kind of country music that we've seen by Randy, by Dwight Yoakam, by George Stray, Keith Whitley, Alan Jackson, you know, and others who sing about all the real things that we go through in life, everything in our life from Monday to Friday. Someone once said that that was what country music is like, and I definitely agree with that that statement. Um, so now we're going to go to the other extreme. The other album that I heard is called The Slow Rush, and it's by a psychedelic rock band from Australia called The Slow Rush, and it is led by a very talented gentleman by the name of Kevin Parker. Now, Kevin is the soul mind behind the recording. So he writes, performs, sings, and produces the music. When he goes out on tour, though, he's got a very talented group of uh, musicians behind him that include uh, Dominic Simper, Jay Watson, Cam Avery, and Julian Barbagello. 
and they take turns on guitar, symphony, uh, bass, drums, and, you know. So I, I got into this album, The Slow Rush, by my 21-year-old nephew, Brett, who I met for the first time at a, um, a family gathering, if you will. And he and I spent the majority of time together, and we did social distance. Um, his sisters, my niece, I've met a couple of times, but they they had to do their homework, so I couldn't talk. I didn't get to talk to them as much as I talked to Brett. But So it's Brett and I are talking, and we're getting to know each other. Um, he told me about... The band and um, oh, the band. I meant to tell you the name of the band. The band is called uh, Tame Impala. I want to make sure I say the name of that band right. And um, the first thing that captured my attention with this band was their songwriting. It seemed like everything they were describing, I'd felt at one point in my life. Whether it's you know instant happiness or frustration or trying to figure out you know the next play in my life and you know what am I going to do when this one thing falls down and you know I also realized the music just took me to another world I mean you know I'd heard the phrase psychedelic rock before I didn't exactly know what it meant but you know there's traces of disco on there there's traces of electronica and it's just a, just a fabulous album in so many ways, and especially on the songs um, "Lost in Yesterday." That's my favorite on there. Um, it might be time, posthumous forgiveness, borderline, one more year, one more hours, one after the other after the other. It's a fantastic album if you're someone that likes rock and roll and you're looking for something that's going to take you to another world. This is the album that will do so. I highly recommend it. Please, please go and listen to this when you're done, along with Country State of Mind. And while we're on the subject of things that I'm catching up on, let's also not forget that I am also a film buff. And one film I'm going to recommend that Jennifer and I actually got to see a couple of days ago, which is a very, very gripping film, but it also has moments of light and confidence. And it's a film called Boogie, and it was um, written and directed by the very talented iconoclast that is Eddie Wong. Now, you probably know him from his book Fresh Off the Boat, which later became um, an ABC sitcom. Uh, Don't ask Eddie about the sitcom. He was not that big a fan of it. Um, And he's been a lawyer, a clothing designer, a a chef, a restaurateur, and... He wrote another book, too, that came out about five years ago called Double Cup Love on the Trail of Family Food and Broken Hearts in China. And he had a series called Wong's World on Viceland. Um, So the movie, um, Boogie, is about a a young man named Alfred Chin. Boogie is his... um, He said in the film, Boogie's my stripper name. And I'm sitting there going... Boogie, are you looking to become the next generation of Magic Mike after, if this basketball thing doesn't work out? Like, what the hell, man? But in any event, um, so he has a talent and an aptitude for basketball. And he's living in Queens. He's trying to deal with both of his parents because his mom doesn't know how to show affection. And she's very tough on him and she wants him to go to college. His father, on the other hand, loves basketball, very much supports Boogie. And... 
wants him to chase his dreams. But the problem is his father is also not the most responsible person on the planet. And yeah, that end with, you know, a girl that he meets when he goes to this prep school to finish his high school education up. And his coach, which is who's really trying to help him focus and stay disciplined. And his arch nemesis, uh, Monk, who's played by a, um, a talented man that unfortunately um, lost his life last year. Um, Richard Jackson, Pop Smoke. And, you know... I will say the performances by everybody in the film really moved me. I love that the film showed how difficult it is to live up to tradition and make your parents proud. But it's harder when you have a dream and you're trying to achieve it. But the rest of the world doesn't understand that. But, you know, I think his girlfriend realized it more than anything. His girlfriend realized what Boogie was going through. And... You know, I was very fortunate, though. I had two loving parents who cared about me and supported me to go to school and do well in life. Um, What I also admired about Boogie is that he had confidence that I did not have as a teenager. I wish I had that I've been trying to build since then. And even at almost 33 years old, I'm still trying to find it at times. But he had it. He had the talent. He had the drive, the discipline. And he wanted to take care of his parents. He really, really loved them, despite the frustration that he felt to them. He really, really wanted to rise above his humble beginnings. It's a fabulous film, and it has some funny moments, too, as I've described. Um, and Eddie has a, has a small cameo in it as Jackie. Um, it's Charlemagne the God, who is one of the most talented broadcasters that is out there. Um... And he's the co-host of the wonderfully nationally syndicated radio show, The Breakfast Club, with DJ Envy and Angela Yee. I got into it because of a friend of mine. They have great guests on. And last year, those three talented people were inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. Congratulations. You guys deserve it. I hope you guys will let me be on your show one day. I would be incredibly honored. So, you know, those are the things that try to keep me, that keep me sane during, you know, this crazy period we live in. And, you know, I'm just glad I got to see Boogie before um, it went on um, one of the streaming services. You know, I hope that the cinema will be around in three to five years. I, I've said before, you know, without even without COVID, I worry about what the future of the movie theaters will be. Will, you know, will future couples be able to have a first date there if they're both cinema buffs like Jennifer and myself are? I mean, that was our first date, so anytime we go into, we get to go to a cinema, we're excited about it. But we do wonder, you know, is it even still going to be around? Well, I hope so. So, you know, if you get a chance, again, to see a movie there that you like, go for it, but please wear your mask, please social distance, please wash your hands, and don't go if you're sick. Just don't. Just... You know, we can still enjoy our life and still do great things, but let's all be responsible in the process. And in closing, I got a question for all of you. What does the song Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. and the song Lose Yourself by Eminem have in common? 
do 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 okay i had to get the jeopardy theme in there a little bit but here's what they have in common what is the songs are about rising from adversity in life you're going to have challenging times and i saw that in the movie, the movie boogie that here was a guy that came from very humble beginnings he had difficult relationships with his parents but he had a dream he had a single-minded belief that he could do something he had the talent he had the drive he had the confidence he had the discipline and he pursued it as did biggie as did eminem tupac shakur you know every other great rapper that we have seen and same with every great musician elvis presley the beatles the rolling stones billy joel elton john the eagles you have to believe in yourself especially when nobody else believes in you if you believe in yourself and you work hard at what you do and you have a good attitude about life believe me you will find success don't give up don't become cynical don't let anyone keep you down it's okay to fall down but what's not okay is to keep yourself down we're all going to get through this challenging time that we're going through right now and i'm not afraid of it like i've got friends and family who are very afraid about the future but i'm not i got my girl i'm a dog daddy i've got my mother my stepfather i've got jennifer's parents i've got my sister-in-law i've got my brother-in-law i've got my two nieces and my nephew I've got my aunts uncles and Delaware and Maryland. I've got cousins, you know, between Delaware and North Carolina. So I've got a support system. I've got good friends here too. And some of them I've known for, oh God, 20 years. It's hard to believe some of them. So what I would say to everyone tonight that has a dream, find a way to pursue it. Make a list of how you want to go about that goal. Take it step by step. Don't rush it. But never give up. And never be complacent where you are. Be happy where you are. But know that there are brighter days ahead. And I firmly believe that our world's going to open up in time. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. It may not be next month. They are going to open up again. And we're going to be able to enjoy all the things that we love. But what's going to make us stronger when those doors open up again is that we're going to be a more connected society, a more generous society, a more loving society, and forgiving society. We need to be. If there are any lessons we've learned from this pandemic, it's that. Love, charity, forgiveness, hope. That wins in the end. I'll always choose that over cynicism and hate any day. So, as I like to say as we close this episode, have that glass of wine. Read that book you've been wanting to read. Call your mom. Call your dad. Call your friends. Go take yourself for a long walk and blast some great music as you're trying to collect your thoughts. And rest in peace, Christopher Wallace, Notorious B.I.G. 24 years later, we still love you. We still miss you. I still play Juicy, Big Papa, 
one more chance hypnotize mo money mo problems every chance i can i love you i miss you you know god bless the wallace family god bless all of you for listening we will see you next time on the aspie files